I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Leslie. She had two vaginas and has two uteruses, or uteri. Let's talk about it. Um, I've been waiting for the perfect moment to bring up my new word that I'm really like vibing on lately. What? And this is the perfect moment because you guys, uh, Jeremy and Bridie are like tucked up all cute and cozy in the corner of the couch right now. We're pretty cozy right and, now. And, uh, my new favorite word, word to describe that is the Dorbies. <laughs> I, I hate you. I hate that word. Yeah. Well, you made like me it. wheeze laugh. It sounds, it's weirdly like Furbies. You know what's, what's, Brian has a really good skill. Brian intentionally does things like that to make us not like him. And he succeeds every time. <laughs> Adorbies. Well, um, you know, it is Adorbies. I have to agree. <laughs> I'm comfortable. But the the thing that is Adorbies about this right now is we are, so this is a bit of a different special episode of Sick Boy Podcast slash. Turn me on. Turn me on podcast. Is that how you say it now? Yeah. Turn me on. Obviously, you twang on it. So. Yeah. Turn me on. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Welcome to the Turn Me On podcast. Um, so we're doing we're doing like a, a sort of like double header, double feature because we're talking about double vaginas. A double penetration episode. <laughs> Uh, but that is that is the reason why we're doing this because uh, this week we're diving into something that uh, a. I know nothing about, didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> Similar to everything that we talk about, really. <laughs> and B, if I had known, I would have made this, I would have, this would have been made it to my list of, um, uh, all, like all time, like desirable dr- topics. Yeah, dream episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and Bridie, why, why is, why are we also releasing this on Termion? Um, well, I will tell you something. Once I did the vagina monologues, this play that many women have done, and uh, they do it often in celebration of uh, Valentine's Day, and it's uh, by Eve Ensler, and it's a play all about vaginas. Is it and a monologue? It's many monologues. Okay. Yeah, many, many monologues. And I hosted the cast party for my particular production of the vagina monologues, and we played a game where you submit a little tidbit, a secret about yourself in a bowl, and then we draw them out and read them out loud and try to guess whose secret it is. And one of them was, this always left an impression on me, was I have two holes. And I didn't know what that meant. And uh, it turned out she had two openings, and I don't think that's what this is about, but that's what this is exciting for me about okay <laughs> all right yeah so so well if, if it's not about that then what is it about because <laughs> I, I mean i was told that we're here to talk about two vaginas two vaginas and that's all i come know see, come so, see, come so, see, come so, oh, we're so, getting the 50 yeah, 50 leslie, yeah. leslie thanks for being here um <clears throat> what, for having me. what what are we actually here to talk about hmm. so there's definitely a minor difference between straight up having two vaginas versus 
having what I have, which is um, a double uterus. Um, ah, that, so, I, I thought that's. But, I thought so. But yeah. wait, wait, no, but wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you think? As in, like, there's no such thing as two vaginas? Well, no, but you were saying two vaginas or go, double folks. vagina, and I was going, like, two entirely separate things? Yeah, not quite. Like, that's what, and I was thinking, that sounds science fiction I I think it's real. I, I think, think it's it a, is, too. A real thing. But I think it's even more rare than me. So that's not what you have. You no. don't have two separate vaginas like a like a duck. No. This <laughs> no. ducks? I think ducks have like seven vaginas. What? I heard Picasso's oh daughter God. had a vagina in her armpit. What? Shut the fuck <laughs> off, <Friday. laughs> I, I saw it. You know on what? the internet. That's interesting because that seems <laughs> Wouldn't have he ridiculous. Just painted it that <laughs> yeah. Way, yeah, it just <laughs> seems like one of his paintings. Yeah, he just painted someone was like, way. "No, that's a documentary painting. That's <laughs> real life." <laughs> you know what? It seems ridiculous though. The vagina armpit thing I have heard before, and I don't know why, and I don't know where that comes from. It's a joke. I think it's a, a joke. That's <laughs> it's a common joke. Um, so, so wait, you, sorry, so you don't have uteruses. yeah, you don't have two vaginas. You have no. two uteruses. So, Uteri. most people who have this, it's only in like the upper part of your actual uterus. Like, there's like kind of three tiers in in like female organ reproductive organs and um most people have some you can hear i think you had someone on that had a heart-shaped right yep. uterus so it's it's almost like hers ended up developing more than mine did but she got the better of it basically than i did so it's a basically a septum like if you picture your nose like a line going through each of your nostrils. It's the same thing. It goes all the way down into my cervix and it was in my vaginal cavity. But it like visually it looks normal. Right. From so the it's, outside. it's all internal. Yeah. So this yeah. this septum thing was, went down into your into all the way your, down. All the way down. Yeah. So it's like splitting everything? Yeah. In half? From the yeah. top of the uterus to the bottom of the vagina, like the yeah. inside of the vagina. Yeah. It doesn't Not stop quite the all cervix. the way through, like to the outside. You couldn't, like it must, it, I never really got to see it, but it must have stopped a little bit of the ways up because everything looked normal from the outside. Well, could you feel it? Um, well, that's where the weirdness comes in is I didn't, I had no idea. And a big reason people find out about it is because they bleed anyway, even when they put a tampon in, cause it's only going up one side. Um, oh, so it's just coming out. It's just bleeding out of yeah. another so, hole. Uh, but just I hasn't didn't understand blood. and I'm so like stupidly like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything will be fine. And I just switched to pads and was like, I'm just not good at tampons for like most of like. But what was happening is that there were two kind of two canals that you could put a tampon in and it was only going in one. Yeah. And the other one, because none of us are symmetrical, is probably like a little (laughs) smaller or like a little harder to access or something. Yeah. So it would just go up whichever one was, I don't know. Any given day. Right. So, so let, yeah. let's let's take this. Let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I'm 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 assuming that this didn't become something that was like at all apparent to you until you started menstruating, or or was there 
was there some sort of um, um, sign that there, there there was some abnormality within your your within your uterus or within your vagina when you were younger than that? There are things that I now realize like it makes sense now that I think about it. Once I found out that I had it, but it was never a thing like when I was a kid. Like I never ever noticed anything and like i said i just basically thought that i was bad at inserting tampons so i just stopped and i just started using pads instead um and just kind of gave up on it and didn't really mention it to anyone because i was like whatever there's alternate things i can use i don't need to learn how to use this if i don't have to and they're not the most comfortable things anyway so um so that explained a lot after i found out about it but i just brushed it off like i just brushed everything off and apparently I'm pretty sure this is a part of it. I know plenty of women can feel which side is um, ovulating, but I'm pretty sure that I get significantly worse pain on one side versus the other depending on which ovary is ovulating. You mean Whoa. like which one side or the other of the two uteruses you have? Yeah. Which they Holy would, which it. they would nor. Can you bring up a picture? Ted? I, that's what I'm trying. Cause I, <laughs> I, I have such a poor visual in my mind. Like same, you know, you know, the visual in like the middle of the, the middle of the dictionary that had the, like the human, do you, do you guys ever have that in the dictionary that had the, like the two like anatomical things in the middle? Like is the two glossy pages. Yeah, your parents just inserted those. They're like, let them them learn about sex this way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I have such a poor visual of like the female reproductive system, like what it even looks like when you're talking, like what the uterus is like shaped like, and I I kind of know the ovaries and that whole like off to the side shape skull with yeah 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 you're right yeah it does. Um, so what are we, is there a name for this? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like double uterus. <laughs> yeah. Like if you look it up on Wikipedia, that's what it says. And then it has like, yeah, uh, look it up. I don't, I don't know okay. if it's, I don't know if it's Latin or whatever, you know, the medical. Cause I kind of for go, it. go down we to double talking, uterus pictures. Ted. Leslie, we were talking about like the, you mentioned the heart shape yeah. one at the, at the start. Didelphic uterus is, is the name. Is, is it kind of like that heart just kind of like the center of the heart just got deeper and deeper and going. deeper and like just. Oh, is it like right this? down and separates the two sides almost? I don't think it's It's quite, almost like a broken heart in I don't a way. think it's quite separated at right. the top. I think it's just... There's just a line like, right through It's a deep it. middle. Yeah, so... A deep V. The one thing that I do... Well, not the one thing. I've looked this up a lot because it's me. But um, the... Oh, I see it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. right. so basically, we're looking at two... We're lo- if, if you're at home and you're listening, Google double uterus and you can get a photo here... Bring it, bring that back up, Tay. Um, you can see. So the double uterus is it, the normal uterus is like like that ram's head, right? And and the middle of it is like a big opening. It's like one big lobby that you know, like things can gather and wait. <laughs> Dude, that's the most like. That's where you set uh, up some cocktail tables if you're hosting an event like, there. You can wait for like then, up to nine months. And then at the end of the lobby, if you keep going up, if you keep going north in the lobby, there's two hallways. One goes right, one goes left. And each hallway leads to the uh, the eggs? Is that what? The ovaries. The ovaries. Okay, so the, 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 del- the didelphus uterus, the double uterus, is literally that giant hallway has been split in two. And so you have one path for the right side ovary that's separate onto itself and a path that is separate from the right 
to the left side ovary. So you you have two uteruses, but they each go to one individual ovary. Yeah, there's not two. So it's not – they say it's a double uterus, but it literally is just a double uterus. It's not – there's not two fallopian tubes mm-hmm. on right. each side. There's yeah. just one. It's basically your uterus split in half. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't know – the way they described it to me, for my case in particular, I don't think mine splits down the middle and separates at the top like that. I think mine is literally... Um, it's more joined together. It's, yeah, it's connected at the top, and it's just... It's just I don't divided? Even, it's tissue, and it's going down the center all the way, and um, it's not... It doesn't... Um, so what am I looking for? You know when you're in a sports field or you're in a in a big conference room and they pull a divider wall down the center? Yeah, it's just it's like straight that. down the middle. There we go. Yeah, yeah bro, what, right? that, that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. <laughs> but you. that yeah. tissue doesn't, um, like over the course of the month before you have your period, it's building up, right? So that mm. an egg can implant on it and right. grow. That that doesn't happen to the center. Okay. Whoa, what? Yeah. No. What do you mean it doesn't happen? That the the center wall, the it's divider useless. wall in the conference room, yeah. doesn't grow the same cell tissue as the rest of the uterus does yeah. to support a baby. Yeah, it's so, just a it's just a it's, it's just like a wall. A th- yeah, it's like a three sided triangle with only two sides growing the yeah. okay okay so look I, for everybody like listening everybody listening this this might be easily the most like audibly confusing episode we've ever done it needs so many visuals you definitely need visuals so like google the fuck out of this while you're listening but okay so let's leave let it looks fucking different from a normal uterus yeah right. two we've come to that there should be one but That's it right. looks pretty yeah. basic once you but, see the visual it looks pretty basic yeah. once you see the visual yeah uh, but I'm assuming it's not that basic in your everyday life. We kind of touched on it, how you would bleed regardless of, you know, you, you stick the, the tampon in, yep. but it's only really covering one side, yep. not both. And and so you just resorted to pads. At what point did you, like, how old are you now? I'm 24. Okay. When did you find out that you have this, this like, double vagina uterus thing going on? Well, this is a great story. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> we so, are, I love great stories. I'll give you the context of how most people find out. Um, one is the tampon thing. You, if you have like a good relationship with your mother and you're like 12 years old, you can be like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. And you actually go ask questions, unlike myself, where I was just like, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> um, so that's the first one when they find out when they're more or less children. The second is when you go get like a pap smear. Um, and if it's all the way down, like mine was, then they can find it really quick because they're literally like putting a, mm. a device. She would you. literally, the doctor would, I shouldn't say she, the doctor would be like, would be like, Oh, yeah. there's a fucking wall in here. Yeah. 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 Um, and the other way people normally find out is they don't understand why they're having multiple miscarriages because you don't just go in and look when you don't have anything to look for. Like, right. why would you go and look that up if you're not worried about it? Yeah. Kind of so how did be... you find out that you have it? So I was 17 and me and my still boyfriend, Greg, Whoa, cool. were having a great time at like 2 a.m. And playing uh, checkers and whatnot. Yeah. No, man, playing with like a whole bunch of uteruses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Netflix. we were... Going at it on his sofa, and all of a sudden, it just like 
hurt like so bad and it only for like a second. It was just like this horrible amount of pain. Are we first, talking like first time having sex? And or? also no. are we talking about home base or was he fingering you or? No, you guys no, like, this is full on. Okay. Having sex. Yeah. And before this point. And he has one penis, not, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just check. <laughs> before this point, I had, I've, <clears throat> once I recollected on it, I was like, I should have thought of this because I was bleeding like literally every time and, uh, not a lot, just like a little bit, um, but this time, I felt that, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was really short, but it was really painful. Like Just tearing, like a second. almost? Like, Literally. That, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's called popping the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that second I really cherry. that's all it was. I feel like usually that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, not quite. Okay, okay so I, I did just ask at the, at the top there. I, you said it wasn't your first time having sex, but no. had you had, like, sex quite a few times before this or was this like um, one of the first times no i wouldn't say it was one of the first times like we might have been a like couple months into it okay so i because I, I, I mean again this is like a little bit of like classic sick boy bro science kind of thing <laughs> but classic i'm wondering if like do you think it's possible that he that you were like okay, so ducks had duck, female ducks have he went up these the right, like he went up the right hallway. He and and he happened to go up the wrong hallway this one time, right? So d- ducks have multiple vaginas. It's an evolutionary thing that they've developed because uh, ducks rape. And but it's not vaginas. It's actually I think it's the same idea as what you're talking it's about. Trapdoors. It, it's these tra- exactly. Yeah. It's these like secondary roots up inside the vagina, right? Oh, and okay. so what I'm what I'm like wondering is it's making me think of the, like the duck vagina thing where it's like your boyfriend's going in. He's sticking his penis in and just by chance, the first, you know, let's say 10 times you have sex within those first couple of months. One would his, be more warmed his, up too. It would be more like it would be more normal. Like, maybe we don't know. Why like, are you saying one, that? Like as if you fucking <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe yeah, because perhaps, I'm, I'm yeah. building on your theory. This sounds right. <laughs> okay, sure. Thanks. It must you be discuss right. your theory of only ten times in the first two months you start having sex. I don't know about you, but when I started having sex, I was having sex like three times a day. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. That's true. Okay, so but anyway, let's say, regardless uh, the number so like of times, three hundred times in the first two months, <laughs> and, which are much. I mean, like we were the in high school and we were born with three with two vaginas. Is like. Exactly. 3,000 or yeah. something. Yeah. So I wonder if it's possible that he just happened to be sliding into the hole that like the tampons naturally tended to go into, you know, like if there's like a, yeah, well, if, if there's it was a, slightly a lopsided at all, resistance. yeah, if it was slightly lopsided at all, he would just go in the direction that of felt, least resistance. Yeah. Like that felt like it made mm. the most sense. And so this one time he gets on top in a way that he hadn't been on top before. And like, yeah. your, you know, your leg is between his legs and it's like a weird angle. Yeah. And then and, what happened, Jer? And then he pushes in, <laughs> but his, and his, then? his wiener and then? goes into the wrong well, t- trap door. I'm looking forward to him listening to this. Hole. Love the, you. The unused hole. Door number two. <laughs> yeah, door number two. Uh, but I guess we don't know that for fact. No, no this was and total speculation. It's gone now, so we'll never know. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, so so this so this you get this flash of pain, and yes. it's different than it was before, and then it's gone. The pain is gone. So for like, I mean, I don't know how long it was. It could have been thirty seconds, but it was like what just happened kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then it felt okay for a second, and I was like, okay, keep going. Cause it was like half dark. Like we couldn't, you know, it was like 2am in his basement and we, uh, isn't it funny that we do that? 
You know, when we're fine, like, when, I, I, I think it happens you're never. 17. Like, you're fucking, something goes wrong. You're like, ah, ah, ah. Okay, 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 let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, though. Like, yeah. Oops, that, that was door number three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny that it doesn't, like, that it never, like, ruins the moment enough. You yeah. know, it's like, it's a, there's no, always. You know why? You know why you only I'm feel sure for a can. second? Because you go into shock and your body's like, release all the hormones so that I can continue to do this. I, th- I'm, I think I'm thinking more of like a, like a leg cramp or like, you know, those like. I can keep like, going. I can keep going. Oh, like Charlie Horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so it hurts for just a split second. And then um, I think it's fine. So I say keep, keep going. I can't see anything. I'm up here. <laughs> so that if all of a sudden he's like, oh, fuck, like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm hemorrhaging. Oh, no. Onto his sofa. Ooh. And. Oh, that's not a good place to do no. it either. Oh, damn. So I, mean, I get not- up, run to the bathroom, <laughs> really good place. Um, sit on the toilet, just keeps going. I'm just sitting there. And. Like, are you bleeding out? I feel like, oh, yeah. So I'm having an image here where it's just Profusely, like. Yes. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. So, um, he's obviously freaking out because <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And Dude, I would be in a state. Yeah. So he, at some point it's all, I was in shock because it, it's insane, but I have always been strangely composed in high pressure situations. So even though I was the one hemorrhaging, I was being like, it's okay. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. We're going to figure this out. And he's like sweating like, over the Pull it together. Pull it together. <laughs> I feel like women have a special ability to do that. Like, well, when you're bleeding from in, like, like your vagina. high pressure situations. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think, uh, well, I'm tr- trying to vaguely remember what ended up happening. So at first, um, I think he gets me like. A band-aid? <laughs> yeah. Put I this don't on think, it. <laughs> I think his, I don't think he had any pads in the house or anything because his mom was like past menopause so we like filled me with i don't know paper towel or like <gasps> tissue paper like Whoa. like, like paper, or some something. old gift bags just, like, packed but in i or? stayed on the toilet and i called my sister and she came and picked me up uh, but he stayed there because i was like you need to be away from this for a second yeah. like um i'm gonna go to cobaquid because that's in the area we lived in and like the hospital. Yeah. yeah. But then they were fucking close. Wait, are you from Sackville? Uh, Windsor Junction. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So, <laughs> pretty close. Sackville, the hospital, pretty, pretty the hospital close. was closed? Cobbacud was closed. I didn't know that hospital they was closed. They used to close at like 10 p.m. Yeah. Doesn't that sound insane? It doesn't anymore. <laughs> it doesn't anymore. But it, no. it was like a, it was a real small operation. Yeah. Well, actually, back. this was when the new one was there, but they oh. still closed at 10 p.m. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. God, that's so, wild, dude. All the injuries happen after that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets hurt in, day, in like working hours. <laughs> so it, it kind of seemed to have subsided a little bit. So we were like, okay, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Like she couldn't, I don't think she could drive me all the way. There was a reason behind her not being able to take me any farther. So we drove. She was like, you packed it with, with, with gift wrapping <laughs> you'll paper. Be you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you did so everything you needed to. <laughs> she ended up driving me back to one of my closest friend's houses that lived really close to Greg at the time. And her mom worked at Dartmouth General. So we drove back there. She woke her mother up 
I ended up, she had a, like all kinds of hospital shit. So I was basically in like, it wasn't a diaper, but it was like fucking big enough. It felt like one. And I, we drove in her car to Dartmouth General and then I stayed there overnight. And of Did course. Did you call your parents at all? They were in Cape Breton and it was 2 a.m. So I was like, no, I'm not doing this. There's literally no point. They can't help me. Is your, sister, five hours away. Is your sister older? Just by like a little more than a year. Okay. Yeah. So I stayed overnight. I told her mom she could go, that I was going to be fine. Because, of course, I sh- got to the hospital and stopped fucking bleeding after like all of that. liar. And the first person who saw me clearly did not take a proper look. Because he told me, he kept asking me like overly invasive questions about if I used any toys and how many toys did I use and like what didn't seem to believe me that I hadn't used any. Yeah. So that was fucking annoying, but, um, like sex, toys, blood, Yeah, (laughs) fucking do some research. Tell me what's up. He's like, it must be toys, sharp toys. You into sharp toys. I'm just thinking of the emergency doctors I know and imagining them like trying to figure this situation out. I know, but I, th- I don't know, maybe it was just because of the middle of the night. It seemed a little cranky. Who knows? But um, he also told me that it was a tear on the side. And I was like, that doesn't mm. even feel remotely close to, to also, uh, what it felt like. Also, my boyfriend's dick isn't a knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you mean? what do you mean a tear a on the side? Well, I can imagine what that must feel like. Because there's a lot of different like folds down there. Yeah. And yeah. there are times when I've gotten like... I've gotten tears on the like a tear like, on the vulva. Yeah, like where it's where the skin is really thin and really yeah. sensitive. Like I've I've gotten tears there for sure, and it yeah. feels like sharp pain. It doesn't bleed though. Like yes, this. yeah. Well, he said that he felt it on the side, which ended up being completely inaccurate. Um, so I ended up staying overnight, and then. Um, I forget who saw me in the morning, but it was a woman and they gave me like a proper, not quite a pap, but like a full like gynecological exam. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it looks like you got two vaginas. And were you like, and you're, like, like you're like you're like I don't know I mean I, I, you look down you're like it looks like one yeah. I don't know yeah um, so after that point I got referred to the IWK because I was still 17 um, which is the children's hospital here in Halifax yeah yeah and um, Can, sorry just before you progress on yeah. a little bit is is it like I've always been really curious about like the male doctor and like women's anatomy relationship like yeah. is that a really uncomfortable experience or is it, like do you guys feel for the women in the room like do you guys feel like you're able to just trust them for who they are and what their profession is i got to the point interesting question now that i don't care but because i've had to see multiple doctors right and i just got accustomed to just like basically fucking spreading my legs and being like, mm, do what you want. <laughs> I mean, like but you know, my a- doctor is a woman and the gynecological surgeon who did my surgery was a woman. Mm-hmm. So for the like remainder of the, the time that we were dealing with it, I was surrounded by female doctors. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, right. like, you know, what about you, Brad? 
I uh, I had a male family doctor when I was growing up, and I feel like I was like that my girl girl. Like I was there like every other day. I feel with a cold or something, uh. and I remember asking him. He did my first pap test, but a female nurse came into the room. But I also remember asking about marks under my boobs that were that turned out to be stretch marks. But I was only like 12 or 13 and I didn't know. I was only aware that you had to be aware of like breast health because I saw a poster in like my friend's (laughs) mom's bathroom or something. And I was like, what are these? And he was like, those are stretch marks. And he seemed to be really embarrassed by the question, which made Mm -hmm. me feel even though he was a guy. He wasn't a guy. He was my family doctor. Oh, okay. I was just a kid. But most recently, I went into the hospital to have an exam on my cervix, and it was a bunch of women looking at me, but it was being projected on a TV screen (laughs) that the male doctor came in. It was at at. Best Buy. It wasn't even at the hospital. (laughs) It was awesome, you guys. Like, picture 12 televisions in multiple sizes with your own I've I've been in that section. With picture picture in picture of Bridie's face down in the corner. (laughs) And, like, like, this is what it looks like if you have color blindness or like a less spectacular <laughs> television oh <my> God. <laughs> yeah. i mean like i think about from my from my like male perspective of that i there's something that that maybe it's just because of like the social climate that we're in right now there seems something weird about a, a, a guy doing that stuff but at the same time it's like well a doctor doesn't have to get cancer to to tell you about your cancer mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing so you know a doctor doesn't need a vagina or a uterus to tell you about they spend all that. of that time going to school to see the human body yeah. as a human body, yeah. not yeah. as exactly. a yeah. yeah, as anything else. But that, I, I you think know, it's I, like, like I, I once had a weird experience with a doctor when I went in to get uh, checked for STIs, and I was like, I got this thing, like I don't know if I should worry about it or not. And the doctor was like, Uh, has it been around for very long? And I was like, No, like two or three days. And he was like. You're probably good. I'm like, are you sure? Like, I just want to show, can I just show you? And, and, I'd like to show and, you and I'd like and you to like, touch it. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, okay. Uh, pull your pants like, down. You shouldn't and, be uncomfortable like, without I, your doctor. I remember it so like viscerally. Like I, I just pulled my dick out and, and he kind of like, like tilted his head up in a way and like looked out of the corner of his eyes at me. <laughs> I remember was like, telling me this was when like, it happened. Uh, nope, shouldn't like come come back in three days if it's not gone away. And you're like, swab like, it, swab it now. <laughs> went away, but like, but like, I picture him really. I, picture, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, just look at my dick. Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I picture him being a hitman that actually just finished killing the actual doctor, <laughs> and then you walked in oh and he's God. like, oh shit, I got to pretend to be the doctor. Dick uh, yep, uh, looks good. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like and obviously that's a, a male doctor with um male anatomy and like yeah. there's yeah. still there's still that level yeah. of discomfort. So, I mean, it's probably not any easier when you're a male doctor. But again, is he a specific doctor? You know, like right, yeah. is this no, is a walking clinic? So. It's a walking clinic. Yeah. So, is he a doctor that gets this kind of thing often? Maybe, maybe right. not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I know that the, I know that <laughs> Becca works at a at a hospital and she she said something the other day about how she was, she had to stand in a room to like, to, to oversee something. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, Oh, well that's like, that's standard policy. Like if, if there's, if there's a woman that needs to be checked, Mm -hmm. um, I just have to be in there as, as like a female. If there's like a male, she works at a university as well. Maybe that, yeah, that, you know, exactly. So like thinking of different, uh, um, by the way, she didn't tell me anything specific, uh, not outing you Becca for like <laughs> saying some like confidential shit. Uh, but like just, just that different, 
I feel like different clinics, different hospitals, different doctors have played different roles. And so maybe he was just like, ah, I don't like it. I'm not really a dick doctor. I don't like a dick. <laughs> I'm not the dick doctor. You're like, dude, you're the everything doctor. You're the walk-in clinic doctor. It is true. If I'm you're like, the walk-in clinic doctor, you're, you know you're getting everything. Dude, what do like, people go to yeah. the walk-in clinic for but to ask you to look at their dick? <laughs> like, isn't that almost exclusively like, what it's for? I mean, I went, in, I, went in, I went in to get checked for strep the other day, and for some reason I just pulled my dick out. And was like, does my dick have strep? I was literally about to say, like, infections and oh, fuck, STIs. Dude, that hurts like, so too bad. I want to talk about that so badly because any of our, oh, like, turn-me-on guests will be thinking about uh, I have had been wrestling with, like, BV for so long, so all my questions, knowing you were coming in here, were about, like, but what about yeast infections? Yeah, like, do you get about, double the like, dose of yeast infections? And PMS and like, exactly. I honestly don't think I've had a yeast infection. Oh, my God. I wow. know. Ever. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, well, I think this is, a good, this is a good place to kind yeah. of kind of transition here. We, you, you went to IWK yeah. Yeah. to get okay. checked out. Great doctor, um, Dr. McCarthy. She's lovely. I hope she's still there seven years ago, so maybe not. But um, she was... One of, I don't know, maybe two gynecological surgeons that were there at the time or something. Um, and uh, I went in like within a week of that happening probably and didn't have the surgery or anything. But I went in and like talked to her, got briefed and they did like an actual full um, like exam. And then I had to go and um, get a ultrasound to check my kidneys because when you have a double uterus it's can they develop at the same time as your kidneys so if something developed wrong there then it could also mean that your oh, kidneys developed wrong okay so the ultrasound was a combination of checking both my kidneys which ended up being fine and also, like, getting, like, a good visual of, like, the entire double mm-hmm. uterus. And when this was all going on, were you under the any sort of impression that, like, oh, I, I'm very likely going to have a procedure done? Or, or is this kind of all um, up in the air until they basically came to you with, like, all right, here's your options. And yeah, this they, is what we say they, you they should They basically do. just, like, had to give it a full overview first just to figure out, like, what exactly it was. Right. Because the situation where I discovered it was very irregular. So uh, it wasn't just the typical, like, I can't, I keep having miscarriages, I don't understand. And you go get an ultrasound and you find out why. So when when it did come to a head, did they give you an option or were they like, listen, like, you need surgery? Yeah, well, they basically said, like, you're literally going to have uncomfortable sex for the rest of your life if you don't do this. Oh, fuck that. Basically. Well, I feel yeah. like that's a no-brainer then. Yeah. and like What I have to do to fix that. <laughs> and it's, it's not that invasive. Like, they don't do the entire thing. They only do the vaginal cavity. Makes sense. They, uh, they could do the whole thing, be way more dangerous, way more invasive. They have to and, like open you straight up. Yeah, and the more pointless part of it is the... So I was talking about how the center section doesn't support uh, uh, an egg. Um, If they cut it all out, there'd be scar tissue at the top and scar tissue like all along the bottom and everything. And they said that amount of scar tissue in there would give you the same chances. 
So I've why having, do such an invasive surgery if it's not going to improve your chances of getting pregnant? We're talking pregnant? about pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So with the median in between the mm-hmm. two uterus is uterus sci. Uteri. uteri. Uh, <laughs> you have, what's the percentage of being able to carry a pregnancy without that line, without the lining on that edge? There's not enough information okay they don't really give there's not enough to, do you to know say the anything. statistics on how many women are born with like a split uterus like that no there's really there's not a lot of stuff about it like there's just i look it up and i've been on forums of people talking about it and that kind of thing but there really isn't a lot of like actual official articles that describe the whole thing like even some of the articles i read they're just about women like one woman being like oh i have double uterus and i got interviewed about it and like that's it mm-hmm. so google says about one in twenty-five thousand women have uterus oh, didelphus oh no, i can't believe uh, i've never read that's that not before what that says. about one in twenty-five thousand women with uterus with Get pregnant with twins. Oh shit! I didn't finish the sentence. Holy fuck! That was a really specific stat. <laughs> well, so wait, that well, that must mean then that a lot of women have double uterus, or that's just like the that's just the statistic stat, like like because they say one in twenty five thousand women is a statistic stat. You know what I mean? No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they're going. Yeah. The chances are one in twenty five thousand, but like. Are they saying that one in 25,000 women that have double uterus? Because if they're saying, yeah, every one woman out of 25,000 women that have double uterus. Yeah, have, exactly. That that means there's probably a fucking hefty number of women with double uterus out there. I did. Just I like to that. do like 15 minutes of extensive research before a guest <laughs> comes in. And I've, I know I read an article from like Cosmopolitan UK. Yeah. And someone said something like one in 3000 women yeah. are born with this. And that that's obviously me, not that number. That's, that's pretty common. And you'd be surprised to like not have a walk in doctor like know yeah. that that's a possibility. Because yeah. 3000 people, you see that for sure. You see 3000 people and an eMERGE doctor like in a month yeah can they statistically say one in three thousand people but only be talking about women or are they talking about one in three thousand people and half of them we are need men, a stats professor okay okay i got it i got it i got it this is what wikipedia says in okay. the united states uterus didelphus is reported to occur in 0.1 to 0.5 percent of women it is difficult to know the exact occurrence of this anomaly as it may go undetected in the absence of medical and reproductive complications. That's also what I was going to say is that like if you successfully have your kid and like it stretches out to compensate as the kid is growing, right? So it's not necessarily clear in a ultrasound if the kid is already partially grown because then the like the center wall will get out of the way, right. stretch out, right? Yeah. So you, if they're successfully pregnant and have a kid, they're not going to go in and be like, "What's wrong?" Because nothing seems like it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So there's chances that like a woman could just not. never even find out. Yeah, like if, if they never have the experience like you did, yeah. where where something <laughs> tore, t- tore uh, or you know whatever the other you know amount of things that could go wrong to to like throw up the red flag. Yeah. Then they might just never know. Yeah, yeah, because we look at those Google images and they're perfectly symmetrical, but in realistic Ooh. terms, like yeah, they could easily be on the one left side. side. Could be like twenty five percent the size of the right side, yeah. or yeah. whatever. So when you're when you're in the hospital, Leslie, and they tell you 
that like did they did they just tell you because you said that she said oh it looks like you have two two vaginas or something like that but yeah when, was there a moment when they actually said hey yeah like you you definitely have two uteri uteri so I think it was after the ultrasound if I recall correctly because the only way they can tell like it could have just been in my vagina which wouldn't really make sense but like <clears throat> you never know kind of thing that's kind of how they made mm-hmm. it sound mm-hmm. so. When they did the proper ultrasound and gave it like a good look through, we I came back out of it whenever I went and got the result appointment, and she said you definitely have it all the way up. Um, it's not worth this. This is the same instance when she told me it wasn't worth having a full out surgery to get rid of all of it. It was just really only worth it to get rid of the actual vaginal cavity part of it. Would that be considered cosmetic? Like, would that be considered a, a cosmetic uh, procedure? I don't think it would if it's causing you discomfort. Right. right I think right, it would right. be if it was just annoying you visually. Yeah. Yeah. That would external. be the only thing. It's not yeah. external. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, cosmetic, well, that external doesn't necessarily mean, um, see, no, like you get your, your tongue split and that would be so a cosmetic surgery. Uh, this is the way yeah. I think of it. This is a very good way for me to, to picture it. Like when I, when I uh, am selling houses and I have a, a client who's applying for a mortgage, you can get a uh, like twenty percent additional funds for cosmetic repairs, which is like you're taking out carpets or painting or doing things like that. Mm. But you cannot qualify for that amount. You have to go for a higher mortgage if you want to do structural repair, or if you want to do any so, kind of repair to the house's vagina. Yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah. well that, but but they charge you like, more for that. This sounds like yeah. a structural repair and not yeah. like. You're not to not make it look pretty. Doing, yeah. yeah, you're not like yeah. you're not like buttering up the edges. That didn't sound good. <laughs> buttering up the edges. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mixed two really weird analogies there. <laughs> I anyway. was with you though, and I think everybody else was too. Yeah. It was a, it, you did you're a good not job painting the walls. You know, yeah. you're actually no. fixing the the bones. So what was the what was the? It's got good bones. It's got good bones. <laughs> how how anyway. old were you when you did have the surgery? I was still seventeen. Okay, so it was that year. I don't remember what the month was when I hemorrhaged. I have no recollection, <laughs> but. Um, the surgery was eight days away from my birthday <laughs> in March and, um, I, I uterus for your birthday eh, and, um, so I think it was like March 10th. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And, uh, I went in supposed to be day surgery, but apparently there was way more, more of it than they thought there was. So it was a brick wall as opposed to a wooden wall. Yeah. Um, so they found, it, but it went well. But oh. I ended up having to okay. stay. Yeah, enough with the house, the house <laughs> analogies, that, that Brian. Sounded, I'm so sorry, but because like, I was thinking, like, what are problems they find in houses? And I said mold, and then I was like, Damn, oh, no. that sounds really mean when you're talking about a vagina and not a house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She didn't have asbestos in her vagina, dude. <laughs> Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. 
So they went in, and there was there, it was a different story than they thought. There was more than they thought. More um, as in like just more tissue. Like they were I like, oh, know. it's a it's a I thick was wall. Really high on drugs when they explained all this. Right. To me. Yes. So, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll too. do my best <laughs> to, to <laughs> recall what she said to me. Um, but there was more than they thought, so I ended up having to stay overnight. And the weirdest part was that the entire time I was there, it was completely packed full with gauze whole thing Ugh. it felt like it felt like if i looked like i was pregnant like it was all swollen and filled with gauze and it was it was like when a magician pulls that i was just <laughs> going to say that. that's really funny when a magician pulls all those rainbow like rainbow handkerchiefs yeah. out of their sleeve i was sitting there before i was leaving When's like it gonna stop <laughs> no one else can see us in the podcast but i like Going like this. Wait, you, you, whoa, whoa, they you let, pulled it out? They let me do it. Yeah, they let me do it. Like, the, yeah. like as in, they I let you because you were begging there. to do it? No. Or like they let no. you, because they're like, no, no, you do it. They're, I think it was more like, I will know how careful I need to be, because uh, like, I can feel it. So I think a nurse was standing holy there. Holy fuck. But I was, so I was sitting there pulling it all out, and I was like, when is it going to stop? Like, how much did you put in here? And then finally it was all gone, and it was fine. But, um... It was all stitched, so like I really didn't. I, ha- I think I had a pad for like a week or something. I, it really didn't bleed like all that much. Did it hurt? Um, like once the drugs wore off? Yeah, I did. Um, it was really hard to poop, which oh, really? I've heard is a pregnancy thing too. Because like it's like contractions, right? Like right. You can't. Ugh, it was like really uncomfortable, and I have heard that's a thing when yeah, after you have a baby, it's like because of where they put the stitches. Just in yeah, just in general, like the all the all the muscle movement down there mm. is all similar. Like you contract all at like the same time, so that sucked. Um, and I still went to school. Oh really? <laughs> because I went to Lockview, and we had that um, attendance program where you could have a certain amount. Mm-hmm. You could only miss a certain amount of days. Or else you don't get to exempt, exempt exam. one of your exams. Right. And I was like, I'm fucking exempting one of my exams. Like, this is happening. I'm not yeah. not going to school. I don't remember that week. I remember lying in the student council room and one of my good friends, um, Cameron, like, being like, shut up, shut up. Because everyone would keep coming in and I was on T3s and I, like, couldn't even open my eyeballs. Did they know what was going on in high uh, school? Like- a couple people did. Everyone else just didn't question it. <laughs> I went in. I went in for a surgery. I was on a lot of drugs. Everyone leave me alone. <laughs> like that was pretty much it. Um, but I was on T threes for like like a week, I think. And man, did they make me light sensitive? It was fucking terrible. I hated every second of it for like really? a whole week. It was so bad. I will never take T threes again. And my dad had just went in for a surgery, and he was on T threes too. But they. Or maybe not T3s. Something was making him noise sensitive. Some kind of drug he was on. So my mom was like fucking tiptoeing around the house, leaving all the lights off. Like, uh, because we were both like, stop! (laughs) Yelling at her every second. Came in and gave each of you a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking autism. I was like, did you get a did you get a vaccine? Oh, because oh. I hear they can give you autism. Uh, nope. <laughs> That's what I heard. Nope. Um, no, they can't. Uh, so did, was this something that you spoke with about, like spoke with, spoke about with your girlfriends at all? Because I got circumcised around the same age 
And I didn't fucking, t- I didn't tell nobody. That well, was like, that was, that was fucking hush hush. So I didn't tell a ton of people, but I went to, I think, well, I think I ended up telling a bunch of people, but I didn't tell a bunch of people at the time. Um, I'm sure it came out when I was drunk because we had like a group of like seven or eight <coughs> girls that always like hang out in someone's basement. And I'm sure that I got drunk and was like, I have two uteruses. But, but, uh, I didn't really like talk about it all the time or anything. Um, but I also wasn't particularly like shy about it, but, um, the morning after it happened, when I got back from the hospital, I went straight to my friend Allie's house and like passed the fuck out and she she wasn't even there. I just went and like fell asleep in her bed and she came home with like one of our other guy friends and she was like, hey, what are you doing here? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) I was like white as a ghost and like tired as hell, giant bags under my eyes. And so she was obviously the first person I told outside of like everyone who had been in that emergency situation. Because she was like, what the fuck are you doing in my house without me? Um, yeah, that's really the only people I told like right at the beginning. What and then I had it? to call my parents, which was fantastic. They were so fucking mad. How did how they did were mad feel? that you had two Because I was vaginas? 17 years old and they that's how they found it. I was oh, having that you sex. were banging. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did how did you feel when you first found out that you had to uterus well uteri. i didn't <laughs> did you feel powerful <laughs> like i just did, thought did it was it... weird at the time like i didn't know enough about it until after the surgery um and they explained it better to me um because there was so many like in between all the appointments there was so much space like they schedule you for all these appointments and you only right. go in and talk about like surgery prep and then and it just kind of went they were so spread out but it was also so fast that it was kind of just like Anything I need to know that's necessary and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, when I was like sitting in my hospital bed, she came in and like briefed me on how it went and described it all to me. And I think that was also when she reiterated like this, like there's the scar tissue, like wouldn't help your chances of getting pregnant. And so we're not going to do that and all that kind of stuff. So, but I was like all drugged up and going like, yeah, yeah. But after she explained that to me and I remember uh, the surgeon looking at me with like this, like pity, like pity at finding out at 17 that I might not like have a good amount of miscarriages if I, or, or not get pregnant because it wouldn't, it would attach to the center and not attach to Mm. the side that would actually Mm -hmm. properly give nutrients. So is that the deal? Is that the situation right now? It's so many of the forums online and stuff are people saying that nothing, they had zero problems. Getting pregnant. Yeah. So it's really, it's really hard to say. Or people who had a miscarriage first and only ever had one. And then after that, they were fine. So like the chances of it, like hitting the, like the center versus it properly landing on one side is pretty good. Like, so I'm not super. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I guess there are people with like totally healthy vaginas who have miscarriages yeah, too, yeah. right? So Dude, pregnancy most, seems most like a mystery. Exactly. Most first pregnancies, yeah. especially in a miscarriage. Um, yeah. So just a quick question about your period and getting mm-hmm. pregnant. Do your uteri take turns getting 
having their period or do they have their period at the same time? I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure that it happens to both because they're not directly separate. Like they're still like kind of attached. It's Uh just also a wall down the middle. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that it's all at the same time. I kind of imagine like if a custodian's going to clean a gym, they're going to clean both sides at the same time, even if there's one of those curtains down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> right? Totally. Well, I, mean, I also 100%. think of it. There would have to be two custodians. But I also think of it in the fact that there's only one, one fallopian tube on each side. No, you're saying there would have to be How two. shitty would it be, though, if you had a period on one side and then only two weeks later had one on the other side. Oh, if they were on different cycles? Yeah, different oh. cycles. <laughs> and you had your period every two weeks? Oh, my and doesn't God. And doesn't your period last, like, Wait, around a week? That makes me wonder about God. Siamese twins and their periods. Oh, my and, God. And, like, if they have... <laughs> oh, that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> I wonder if Siamese twins have ever <laughs> each been born with two <clears throat> vaginas. I, I immediately almost went to the, the internet again. It, it is a rabbit hole. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. Oh, Can we, we, we have the power to answer that question, and we definitely should. Up right now. <laughs> well, like, what was the like socially talking about it how you said that you we weren't particularly shy about it but you weren't it's not like you were screaming from the rooftops no well it's not like people were asking me like so when are you gonna have kids i was 17 right? yeah. like why would i ever bring that up i because I, I i i find that that i was not confused i was misled by Jer- <laughs> by, yeah, by jeremy obviously. talking about d- two yeah. vaginas because i mean i then my train of thought was like, oh, well, two vaginas. Like, how the fuck does that work? Is there, I mean, like, is it the space between your butthole and your vagina? Is that like <laughs> yeah, a second vagina there? Is it like yeah. a, is it like a vagina, vagina, butthole type of scenario? Like, is it stacked on top of each other? Like, <laughs> I, think, I think this? if that were to legitimately happen, they would be side by side. Yeah, I, I think you so. Think too. Is there, yeah. yeah, well, it, because that's the way that. Because like, they'd be side by side inside your right, body, right? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. Because right. you're because with the exception of the opening, you have basically two uteri that are side by side. Yeah, right, guys, guys, <laughs> see your face, guys. Oh no, there are conjoined twins. Their names are Brittany and Abby Hansel. They're born in the '90s. They have separate lungs, separate spines, separate hearts, separate stomachs. Each of them have one hand and one leg. But they both have one vagine. Now, why wouldn't and one you just, of them is engaged? Why wouldn't you just separate and each have one leg? They have almost half everything. Don't separate it's that, that easy. Isn't separation like crazy? It's dangerous? like crazy dangerous. And don't you have to do it? At, yeah. I think you have to do it at birth. Yeah, I feel like I watch all kinds of TLC TLC Dude, shit, this and like they totally something that would be on TLC. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I've watched episodes where they what they will separate Abby be doing? Oh my god, this is crazy! So, so this article, the person's like, I have a bunch of questions that come to mind. What will Abby be doing while Brittany is having sex with their vagina? Oh my god, is Abby allowed to moan too? Like, I, that's a good question. Like, does Abby f- get pleasure? Uh, while Britney gets pleasure, I guess she would. Can Abby date after Britney gets married? <laughs> what happens hilarious. when Abby gets incur- engaged or married? Well, whose house will they sleep in? Like these are questions <laughs> that are that sound silly, but like also, I mean, totally like, not related to like what we're up not to at all. right now. <laughs> not at all. I mean, so very, very, we, very. We, we went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so yeah, like what questions might have been going through your own brain that are not well the, after those. after the surgery. Major baby fever. I was fucking obsessed. Oh. Absolutely obsessed. I was like, 
I went into full paranoia mode, even though like the more I read, the more I realized that it was there was actually a relatively good chance of me still getting pregnant. Like you, it's you not got just, baby fever after you had the surgery. Yeah. Like and someone was like, 17. you might not have babies. And you were like, I'll babies. fucking show you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and are you like generally somebody who's like, I I, I desperately want to have kids. Or are you kind of like, eh, I'm, kids, back maybe. To the, I'm back to the point where it's like, one would be cool. <laughs> right. That's pretty much it. Okay. See, I was wondering if, if finding out um, about your situation at 17 made that easier because at 17, you're usually not planning on having kids anyway. So it definitely it's easy to think, well, well, whatever yeah. it doesn't matter. It did. It did. Like it was, it felt like the phase lasted a long time, but like now that I think about it, it was like probably less than a year Then I was like, all right, it's fine. It because we've, we've fine. spoken to women on the podcast before who have struggled with things like miscarriage and, and it's like one of the most devastating things, if not the yeah. most devastating thing they've ever been through. But for you, obviously at that time in your life, it's not, no, I wasn't as thinking big of about a deal, it. Right? I was like, I don't want a baby. <laughs> what, about, what about now at, at 24 where you're starting to get, I was actually, I actually found, my surgery papers when I was cleaning out my my bedroom at my parents a couple days ago, which was funny because um, <laughs> I haven't talked about this in a while. <laughs> it just so happened that I found them right before I was coming on here. Um, and it like got me thinking that I should – I'm pretty sure there's a wait list for it, but that I should um, get a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't have one. I just have like my regular doctor. The girl with two great, vaginas but... doesn't have a gynecologist. No, that's that's, that's the craziest thing. Uterus. You think that? Yeah, can, you take up two, can you take up two places on the waiting list? I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what sucks too? I'm not allowed to get a uh, IUD. Uh, uh, why not? You know what? That doesn't suck so bad. They're they're not really that great. I know, but it would be so much easier to not have to think about it. Mm. Uh, there's like you know we can oh, talk God. about this on Turn Me On sometime, but you don't have. Brian's a big fan of the pull-out method. Yeah, it's called the rhythm method. Thank you very much. Rhythm? Whoa, that is such a euphemism. Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> I went to get, my family doctor said, go get checked out for this IUD. Go to this gynecologist. She gave me a referral. Yeah. I go to the gynecologist. I sit in her office. She comes and she goes, oh, what's up? And I'm like, well, I'm here to talk about IUDs. She's like, you don't look very happy about it. I said, no, I don't really want one, but I'm open to whatever you have to tell me about this. And she was like, well, to be honest, if you don't want one, I don't want to put you in. I don't want to, I don't want to put one in you. And I was like, okay, great. And she handed me a pamphlet. She's like, here's a whole bunch of other birth control methods. And I had everything, including condoms, including mm. the pill, all the way down to the rhythm method. And I was like, this is a fucking thing. Still. A doctor gave you something in- that included the... What's the rhythm unquote, method? Rhythm, the rhythm method the, is curca- honestly recording. Rhythm. It's recording yeah. your body yeah. temperature, your weight, your symptoms. <clears throat> it's tracking your cycle to such a degree that you know when you're uh, ovulating, and that when you're ovulating, you just choose to not have yeah, you someone ejaculate in you. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I honestly thought when you said the rhythm method that like, I was like, pull out in three, <laughs> two, <laughs> dude, one, pull out, pull out, pull out. And that's why I said, fuck, that's such a euphemism. Because also- I was like, oh, yeah, it's just called the rhythm method because <laughs> you rhythmically pull your dick that's out. That's what I thought too. <laughs> it's based on a Paula Abdul song. Yeah. And there's uh, like a certain yeah. beat that you're going to, and if like you pull out on the on the like the upstroke, then like yeah. you're way more you're like you're almost guaranteed to not have a kid well speaking of pulling out and upstrokes and uh rhythm method what's sex like or or sorry let let me rephrase that what was sex like once you were 
once you were healed from your your surgery? Better. Um, there's still uh, there's scar tissue at the back, like like my cervix, because um, that's where they cut it off. So short dicks only. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. Holy fuck, um, that's funny. <laughs> no, Greg, you're very big. I um, the so if it's like I have to be like ah stop kind of thing sometimes, right? But other than that, like it's fine. And and does it affect or has it affected your? Your ability to orgasm or like the or or even like the intensity of orgasms or or have you noticed anything in terms of like how how you you generally can come to climax or anything like that? No, I the the way the way that they did it from the way they described it to me was like it was really non-invasive. So mm. like they avoided the whole outside and they just went straight in. And like cut it all out and didn't touch anything else. And it was really clean. Just put some stitches in. I have a little bit of scar tissue and that's it. So in terms of feeling, it's only that little bit of scar tissue in the back and that's it. How long did they say to abstain from sex after your operation? I think it was six weeks. I was going to guess six weeks. It's funny because I read recently that that's what they used to tell women after giving babies, but it was really more for the husband. Like, really, it should be like 12 weeks. Oh, wow. Sorry, say that. What do you mean? Because the husband just got to get a bust a nut, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, got to bust a nut, can't wait 12 weeks. Oh, they said it should really be more like 12, but they say six for the the husband. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the husband busting a nut, uh, did Gre- did Greg no- say anything about <laughs> what? About, it- what were Greg's nuts yeah, like? Yeah. How, how, how did they bust? You know, I feel I generally feel very comfortable having conversations like this. I feel bad talking about Greg's. Dick. I know. No, 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 no. I don't want to talk about Greg's room. dick. I don't want to talk about Greg's dick. What I want to talk about is: Did Greg mention anything to you about how? How or did you even like ask Greg about how you felt inside? Like, was he like, "Whoa, it feels so different in here now." There's yes. all this space, all this room. He you know, said like, that, and he also said like there was space between, like time time space between like when we found out about it versus when I actually got scheduled for the surgery and everything. So there was a time where I still had it, and now we all knew. And he was he'd be like. Oh, I can feel it. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and he'd like freak out and be like, oh my God, it's there. I can feel it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so you were cool in that in that time between. You were still cool with having sex and like even. We just have you, to be careful now that you know it's there, right? Right. Like, because yeah. whoa, that that's it's pretty badass considering yeah. that you basically <laughs> said you like poured out a bucket of blood. Yeah, it was pretty the gross. Previous time. But dude, remember they're 17 years old and they're trying <laughs> yeah. to do it three times a yeah, day. Fuck, dude, also, I remember that. Any amount of blood coming from that area seems like you're bleeding to death, I would say. Yeah, it's always kind of gross. Yeah, it's like when you cut your forehead. You know, have you ever cut your forehead? Dude, I've oh, got yeah, you bleed in so hard. In my forehead. It is crazy the <laughs> amount of blood that pours out of your face. I don't think I've ever <laughs> cut my forehead. Oh my God, dude. It's, it's obscene. It's insane. I've never seen anyone bleed hard. You don't, I don't think there's a place on your body where you bleed harder. Maybe your vagina. <laughs> if you have a vaginal, vaginal wall in your hemorrhaging. Um, yeah, from your like frenulum. Her. If you're a dude from the, your frenulum, if you cut that. On your dick, like the yeah. dick frenulum? Yes. Yeah. Cause you've done that, right? I haven't known. Oh, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis did. Yeah, right. uh, he said it was like a pint. on you. 
<laughs> on his twin brother. Ooh, gross. Okay, Zinga. <laughs> so, so it hasn't it hasn't affected sex negatively. Your surgery, it, if if anything, it's it's helped. Yeah, yeah. Now that it's now that it's gone, um, it's just a matter of essentially just like not going at it too hard because it'll hurt. Right. <laughs> and it. are your periods still crazy heavy and like? How, how no, they it? they never really were, and I actually only have my periods only last like three days. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like Brian's like, how do I get this double uterus? <laughs> yeah. No yeast infections and three day periods. Sign me up. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's never really been a thing. Like they, it's it's almost just like a coincidence. Mm. Like it's just this thing in the middle, and it doesn't really have any effect on anything else. Mm-hmm. Crazy that it's just like it just you just develop that way. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're the the like female. The whole thing it's into, and it fuses mm. so everyone's is like that but mine oh okay. didn't fuse so yours is underdeveloped technically. yes that's why they worry about your kidneys because it could mean your kidneys underdeveloped isn't that right. the uh, uh maybe it's, i was gonna say does it have something to do with like the oh no everyone starts as a female and then you drop into a male mm. got it never mind mm. um i was almost a conjoined twin my mom likes to make the joke that i must have been like a, i ate my twin <laughs> Bridie yeah. did. I did. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, oh, so that's really? something we might have in common. Mm. Yeah, Bridie legitimately consumed her twin. I had no choice. Uh, it was weak. I had to <laughs> absorb its nutrients, yeah. and so that's what I did. I had a choice to make, and I made it. Yeah, here I am today. Do yeah, or, I was, I was do or die. Like, here do you or are. Die. <laughs> yeah. Do or die. And you, well, yeah. I'm glad you, you made it. <laughs> um, so, Leslie, uh, what would you say your experience with having two vaginas, but not really two vaginas, more like two uteruses, has uh, taken away from you? Like that. <laughs> um, I think it's taken away. The it's it's going to have taken away the excitement and joy of getting pregnant, I would say, because I was told mm. by them at the time that I'm going to have to go in for a, a, once a week. Oh, so you're like going to be a, a hardcore risk, like high yeah, risk pregnancy. I'm going to have to go in once a week to, to check to make sure everything's OK. Wow. Yeah. So it's like the tediousness and the how careful I'm going to have to be and all like that added stuff. Like, I'm sure I'll be excited, but at the same time, it's like there will be perpetual worry at the, in the back of my mind the whole time. Not saying this is a real life concern of yours, but could you potentially get pregnant with two babies, two different fathers? Yes. (laughs) What? At the same time? (laughs) Twins. Yes. But two different dads. Yes. But, but, but. It would have to it, – it is possible for like even just like a, like a woman without a double uterus for the floating tombs to like drop out too. That's true. So – but it, the, the thing that would be weird to, about me is that if it, they came out of each opposite side <gasps> at the same time, one could be in each side of my uterus. Right. But also could both uteri – could each uteri get pregnant di- different – months apart like could you be six months pregnant in one uteri and five months pregnant in another 
I don't think you could because I think I you think, shed the entire. Yeah. Well, once period, you were right? pregnant in the other one, you wouldn't be able like your system would stop and start feeding the no baby, wouldn't it? Yeah. Got it. But yeah. you could get pregnant at both uteruses. If it was at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. All right. Let's so hypothetically, you're having a very fun night. <laughs> and there's two gentlemen and you get pregnant from both of those gentlemen at the exact same time. Could you have twins on both sides? I don't Four think- babies, one time, two daddies. I don't think they would. Some of them wouldn't survive. Okay, because, I don't, I don't well, even think. Dude, I, guys, to, I think we just found our newest <laughs> TLC show. Yeah. Okay, so shall we make so this? A just thing? get me some one IFB night, two daddies, four babies. So That's the show. To go That's back to my analogy, basically, you've got the gym, <laughs> you've got the, the curtain down the middle, you've got one gentleman's sperm playing on one side of the yep. court, the other one's <laughs> team is playing on the other side of the court with sperm. <laughs> And then you there's two men on both sides. They're both playing with sperm. <laughs> Could you go back to the house analogy and maybe maybe it's like duplexes? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I love multi units. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> we can talk about a fourplex. Uh, like. uh, okay, so what would you say? Um, um, okay, so what yeah. would you say your double uterus um, has given you? I don't know. I feel like whole bunch more room for babies you know what i'm saying <laughs> more information about my own body like i don't mm. think i would have looked at almost like any of this stuff up if i didn't need to right mm-hmm. like and we get like it's better in canada than a lot of places in terms of like sex ed and and like talking to little girls about their periods and that kind of stuff but it's still like i hardly remember any of it like i don't have barely any recollection of most of it and it just doesn't feel like something that my brain retained so i definitely knew very little about my own reproductive system before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the coolest answers um i think i've heard on this podcast to that question um because i think that we don't take enough time to appreciate yeah our own bodies and the complexity that goes on. And when you're forced with a, mm-hmm. to face a situation that sucks or can be really shitty yeah, and to be able to take that away from it, the fact that you've learned more about yourself yeah, is, uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Cause it doesn't have a lot of positives. Like it really doesn't. It didn't, it didn't provide me with anything extra. It only slightly took away. I have slightly less of a chance of getting pregnant or maintaining <coughs> pregnancy and but other than that, if I hadn't have looked all this stuff up about myself, I would barely know about my own reproductive system. Mm. So keep us posted if you if you have a kid someday. Yeah, yeah. Give I will. Us a show and yeah. we'll, we'll show you on the podcast, we'll and then we'll do an episode <laughs> on that baby. having a baby with two uteruses. Yeah. Well, apparently it stretches out and compensates. Like once it's successful, it kind of just like the whole thing just like moves to the side. Well, that's what I was wondering about when we were having the conversation about that having an egg developing in each side, because then I was like, well, what is it going to become like a yin yang symbol where like one of them will die as terrible as that sounds like one of them, it it wouldn't work. One would have to go over and take up all the space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have one cervix or two cervix. It goes all the way down. So it's two services as well. Okay. Um, you kind of had two vaginas. I did, yes. Yeah, like you had two vaginas. It's just vaginas. that it was only one hole and the and the, the septum started farther back right. yeah. inside. You had two vaginas. Now you have one vagina. Yes. But now you have yeah. two 
cervix cervixes and, and two uterus. uteruses. I, I, it's because Man. I have a I have a underdeveloped knowledge <laughs> of what oh, technically is. Yeah, yeah, like when I think of a vagina, I'm, I think of like externally looking at a vagina. Yeah, right. But that's, but that's also like, that's like not even a vagina. That's a vulva. Yeah. So the dude, that's not even the vagina. The vagina's inside. All that stuff, all that stuff on the, all that stuff. That's what I mean. All that stuff you're looking at is like, yeah, it's a whole bunch of other stuff. I know. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Underdeveloped understanding of what exactly everything is. And me thinking that like visually from the exterior, you've got like (laughs) two entrances. Because for us, because for us, double doors. Because for us, we look down, we go dick, balls. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Figured it out. Dick and balls. Uh, smart. Uh, we should do. We should do a new thing at the end of the uh, uh, of the podcast where we say one thing that we each learned. <laughs> that is, yeah, that actually and, is not uh, a bad idea. You know what my thing is? What did you I, learn today, Brian? I didn't know that ovaries only just did one at a time, like. Like from side to side. I I thought that. I hope they don't make that noise. (laughs) They probably (laughs) do. They have to make some noise Um, to launch the egg out. (laughs) But like, I didn't know that. I thought both of them were just kind of shooting out little eggs at the same time, but only one. One at a time. Cool. Yep. There you go. What'd you learn today, Taylor? Man, too many things. Like what Brian just said, I just learned that. Um, that of, wasn't listening. That of a vagina is not a that vagina. That vagina is not what I thought it was. Uh, yeah, dude, everything. Yeah, everything. I, Same. I mean, that's like every time. I rarely sit down here and go, yeah, boring. I already knew that. Like, I don't think I've ever had that experience with the, doing this show. Brady, what did you learn today? Um, I, I learned that, uh, maybe there are worse things in monthly yeast infections. I don't know. (laughs) That's a good one. I learned that the vagina can hold, uh, way more gauze than a magician's (laughs) hat. There you go. I learned that most of the time Jeremy presents statistics to me they're probably grossly misinterpreted <laughs> and just he's like skipping crucial words in the statistics i literally just read the first four words and was like i got it <laughs> it was a full sentence i read there's a more of it there's more i have to cut this out of the podcast because people oh who have God. listened for a long time are going to hear this and be like wait a minute all those facts that Jeremy has said yeah, over the last hundred yeah. episodes have been completely. I feel made like up. you guys make it pretty clear that we're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Did you learn anything? Yeah, I learned some episode? stuff about houses. Yeah, <laughs> well, listen, I'm just saying we can talk more if you want to grab a coffee sometimes. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing this with us. This is uh, this is fantastic. No problem. Thanks for having me. And thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week, as we always are for both podcasts. Uh, with a fascinating episode. And in the meantime, head on over to iTunes, uh, look up Sick Boy Podcast, give us a rating, a review, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Look up Turn Me On Podcast, rate, review, hit subscribe. And um, if you want to support Sick Boy, you can do that. Go to patreon.com slash sickboy, and I imagine it's patreon.com slash turn me on. Soon. Soon to be. Soon to be. We're going to have a Patreon. Um, we also accept email money transfers <laughs> at brianymcclain at gmail.com. We should start a wish list. Like all those Twitch girls. Yeah. Like the car. 
She's got a wish list. Yeah, you know what? It's actually we actually saw a a nice little surge in uh, support over the last few days, we and did. we what was really, that? really, really appreciate it because we do. you help us do a ton of cool shit. Be- I know why it is. It's yeah, I'm done. At, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I I've got information that the we can talk about when we're done recording. Appreciate. So it's because uh, at the end of last episode, we we told everybody that we were about to live stream. Our episodes oh, yeah. once we hit our third target of three thousand right. dollars, and also we're going to be live streaming our live shows. That's right, which we twenty dollar, which patrons. we could have just done with Calgary, which is why we just got a twenty dollar patron there a few go. minutes ago. Uh, Bri, who's uh, who do we got to thank for today's episode? We got to thank number one Donovan Morgan for the amazing sound design on this podcast. He makes my voice sound really cool, like this. <laughs> oh, you're just doing it again now. Here we go. Yeah, okay, he just he, he just made me sound way cooler. And then, uh, and then also we have to um, thank Take Part for the intro song and the outro song of the show. Take part in this if you want to check out other cool songs by them. And thank you, Emily. Sorry for your music that you give us on Turn Me On. We don't actually ever thank you, so we're thanking you now. And thank you, Rich O'Coin, for your music. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. And until next week, go fuck yourself. God, what a confusing end. I know. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.